Welcome to Lawler Out Loud, and thank you for listening. I'm your host, Christy Lawler, and this podcast focuses on highlighting the amazing men and women that make a difference in the world. And we hope to prove that every single person has the power to make a difference and make an impact. So today's guest is Jennifer McKeough. So first, let me thank you, Jennifer, to join us and share your story and your experiences and your ideas and about our industry as a whole. So I'm really honored thank to have you Thank you so here. much, Christy. I'm really honored to be here. Yeah, so dive in. What, what, okay. Tell us more about okay. you. Well, I, I just, speaking of Houston, I moved back to Virginia after 23 years in Texas. Um, I moved back here about a year and a half ago, so I'm currently right outside of D.C. in Arlington, Virginia. And yeah, nice. and I lived here 30 years ago. Um, I went to James Madison University in Harrisonburg, Virginia, and lived here after I graduated. Um, so yeah, I was a hotel restaurant management major at James Madison, had grown up in the restaurant business, and my mom had a French cooking school out of our home when I was a kid. Um, yeah, I know, it was oh, fun. fun. And I worked at restaurants from the time I was 16 on. And then my parents had a gourmet food store as well when I was in high school. So basically food and wine is in my blood. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I think that's amazing to grow up with like amazing food. Yeah. fingertips. Like, were you a picky eater as a child or were you? Okay. I was not allowed to be a picky eater. You know, I was definitely a member of the. <laughs> I like your parents. I was a member of the, you know, clean plate club generation, and that we eat everything that's put in front of us. And you know, on occasion, the good news is we had a couple dogs, so on occasion I could, you know, take my peas and put them under the table for the dog. But I usually got caught, so <laughs> I was never good. But but yeah, so oh it's gosh. been, um, you know, it's it it is. It's just kind of part of my blood, as I think a lot of people in in hospitality. But I love to cook and entertain, and and um, and I got you know I got that from from my parents, and uh, I've been in the wine business for thirty years, thirty years this year. Started as a merchandiser for Young's wow. Market Company in Southern California, and um, kind of grew from there. I was a, a corporate wine buyer for HEB at a time, and in early two thousand, and have worked for quite a few suppliers and I have twin daughters who are 22 years old who I'm very very proud of um I've been divorced for eight years I've got amazing friends and family and uh my current position is vice president of sales for Shara Splash Wine Company we have um Cannonball and Angels and Cowboys are our main brands and we also have Astrolab from New Zealand okay and are just um introducing a couple of other new things so yeah so bouncing around the industry the way that you have what has been your favorite kind of role not not like the job itself but like do you prefer being on the supplier side the buyer side you know in in the restaurants itself I I definitely they really are. And, and, you know, it's, it's great to have all those experiences because then you do really realize what, what you're made of and, and where you really want to ultimately be. And honestly, I am so happy with the company that I'm with right now. And on the supplier side, I've been here three years and um, it's by far my favorite role. It's, um, you know, part of it's my age. I'm 
closer to 60 than I am to 50. So I have a lot of life experience and I love the team I work with and the owner of our company is amazing. And, uh, you know, I, I, I get to make a difference and work with great people. Absolutely. I, I, I can't wait for this podcast because you may have been my neighbor in Houston for several years, but we don't know each other very well. So this is a whole new friendship that we're going Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Looking forward to that. You know, that's, yeah. And that's really all it takes for me too. It's just, if I feel like Absolutely. I'm happy, then I'm yeah. happy. Everything else is, you know, it, just gravy, right? If, if you feel like you're not pointless. Absolutely. <laughs> and allowing, you know, people allowing you to be who you are and to, who value your decisions and your input really makes all the difference in the world. We have a very collaborative team. That's, that's a huge, yes, blessing. it is. It really, really is. Yeah. It makes a big difference. So when, at what point did you discover that selling is more engaging for you than buying. I mean, there's an inspirational process that goes into this. Once you, because like you, I've yeah, done all of yeah. the things, right? And then, and I've and I've loved each thing for very mm-hmm. different reasons. Yes, and we all yes. have, right? But what there's always that thing that just pulls you, like kind of like from your chest into into yeah. the next thing. What was that inspiration? You know, for you? that's an interesting question, and it was it was really a. I think it was a oh, you're welcome. I think it was a couple of things. Um, first of all, I'm a control freak, and I feel like ah, you know, with selling, that. I kind of have more control over over my presentations and what I'm doing, and and I really um, make it a point to be authentic in selling. I don't want to just go in and you know sell something to somebody that they don't want or don't have a need for. So it's really really important to me mm-hmm. to to be a problem solver, hopefully for my customers as well, and or distributors or what have you, and to fill a, a need that they have or you know, give them something that adds value to what they're doing. And then I also, it's very funny, um, the, you know, the buying side, back when I was buying, we had, you know, we had a lot of travel and wonderful things that we were, we were hosted by, you know, different suppliers and wineries and and everything that were amazing. But I find that I like to host better than I like to be hosted. And I guess it goes back to the control thing. But I love the hospitality side and taking care of people and planning things. Yeah. And, and I love yes. being on the side where I can do that rather than have it done for me. I can definitely that resonates with me as well. Because I'm one of those people I'd much rather host the party. Yeah, than attend yeah the party. absolutely. It's Yeah. I, I mean, in in my personal life as well as my professional life, if there's something I want to do, I'm just going to create it. So I totally it agree. I totally agree. <laughs> A fellow control freak, I see. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, so much. I mean, yeah, and that whole Type A thing. Like, we're a pain in the ass as kids, us Type A's, but. Man, we get shit done Absolutely. when we grow up. Yeah, somebody, oh, somebody has a, so yeah. one of my friends always says, you know, if you want something done, ask a busy mom. And I think it's so, oh it's God, so right. true that you, you know, you just have this way of just fitting everything in that you possibly can, which isn't always done. Yeah, I'm kind of in that <laughs> life stage again right now. Like, 
you know how it goes in cycles where like sometimes you're like I can breathe I'm above water I feel like I can enjoy my life a little bit I'm spending time Mm -hmm. with my children Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then there's other times where you're like oh my god I don't know what happened to last week but but evidently I was working right and I think so much of it is self-induced I mean I like kind of controlled chaos is my is my mantra and it it just it's yeah. how I work best. I just love a lot of things going on. You know, I'm the same way. I think that's a very Type A control freak mm-hmm. kind of person, uh, a personality trait for those that are like that. Because it's it's one of those things where even when I try to relax, an idea will pop into my head, and I just have yeah. to get yep. get on it right away. And that's. One of my girlfriends um, has a product line and I was walking the dog and something popped into my head and I texted her and I was like, I just came up with a brand new new product line. I love it. And she was (laughs) laughing at me. She's like, how do you do this? And I'm like, girl, my brain just doesn't shut up. Even (laughs) at three in the morning, it does not shut up. This is this is so true. This is so true. I'm sitting here. My entire office has morphed into two different companies right now because I've got like my day-to-day company, my consulting agency, and then I've got, you know, my product line getting ready to spin up into Oh retail. my gosh, how exciting. And it's it's very exciting, but oh my god, I can't stop myself from just adding one more detail, one more detail. Oh my god. It's going to be insane. I'm going well. Right good there. for you. I'm sure it'll be a great success <laughs> because of that. Let's hope so. Because, yeah. but I I can feel your pain, and you're right. This is, goes back to what you said about ask a busy yeah. working yep. mom. Yes, there's a, we don't we don't say no not because we don't know how to. We do. Mm-hmm. We're parents. <laughs> it's our it's our primary yeah, language yeah. is no, but. <laughs> it's there's it's it's impossible not to get stuff done when you're pulled in in that many directions that's fascinating I mean that's like a total like sidebar (laughs) off of the question of your inspiration but it's it's so insightful into the character of like how we take these trajectories and that's that's what this show is about it's about telling the story yeah the life because you know we're not just no. resumes, right? We're not just LinkedIn Mm-mm. profiles. We've got this entire experience that it is really to share. Yeah, with other and it's a, it's amazing people's journeys. It really, really is. Right, and you never know how your story, when you tell it, can inspire or benefit mm-hmm. someone else, even a total stranger. And that's the most beautiful thing it really about is. it. Yes, I think. totally agree. I'm such a polyamorous. <laughs> I'm right there with you, Polly. So, <laughs> and that's the perfect segue. So I always ask people to give me an example of a negative time or a negative experience because mm-hmm. that's part of mm-hmm. reality. It happens. But that's morphed over time through whether it's healing or just mm-hmm. looking back and taking what you learned from it. Um, that it's now something you're like, I'm, I'm glad I went through it. Even if it wasn't a positive experience, it's turned into a positive development. Or yeah, positive I, would, I mean, by far the toughest thing that I've gone through was my divorce. I was married for 17 years and mm-hmm. my daughters were 14 when we were going mm-hmm. through our divorce. And um, I also was dealing with aging parents who were going into a skilled care setting and had a very demanding job. 
and, you know, was just constantly concerned about whether I was doing the right thing for my daughters and, you know, making sure that they were strong and, and it didn't affect them or affected them as little as possible. And, um, you know, it was, I, I don't know, the best way I can explain it is it's like the hurricane hunters where they go through the the storm to the eye, you know, those outer walls where they're just shaking all around and then you get into the middle of it and the stuff is just swirling all around you, but there's this piece that you find in the middle. And, and I think, you know, looking back on it, it's, I don't know, there were, there were a lot of gifts. I mean, there was this um, strength that I gained just feeling like I could handle almost anything. Um, There was, there were the friends who, you know, there were some friends who disappointed, but it was more like they just couldn't relate. I didn't have any friends who were divorced at the time. So, you know, the, a lot of my friends just uh-huh. couldn't, couldn't understand. But then I had all these, you know, yeah. people that just popped up in my life that were just amazing. And I think that the, you know, some of the friendships that I have now were developed in that time. And they're people that I'm just so unbelievably close to I mean I look at my life now and and I'm so grateful to have gone through that it was almost like this big test that I passed and and came out of in a great place and my girls Mm -hmm. are strong and and amazing and have really great voices um, for their lives and I don't know it's it's just you know it's one of those things that's um, anyone who's been through it can tell you it's awful but once you get to the other side and I found my joy again which I had really lost mm-hmm. for years and uh you know the good news yeah. is I didn't really have time to wallow because I had so much going on at the time <laughs> you just kind of plow through and and get it done but but um yeah yeah it's uh it, it definitely I mean it'll never be a good memory going through that but but it's um, yeah the gifts definitely outweigh the the whole experience yeah, what you yeah. learned from it, and and the bonds yeah, that you yeah, created sure. too, and rediscovering your sense of self. Oh, I have a lot sure. of girlfriends that are either going through it or have recently yeah. gone through it, and I haven't gone through it, um, so I can't relate mm-hmm. on that level um, experientially. But I can certainly empathize with the sense of that that just yeah. that ache that is hard mm-hmm. to define. Um, that sense of loss, but sense of optimism that comes with it at the same time that's yeah. confusing and can mm-hmm. cause guilt. There's, yeah, it's, there's a lot that, and I just listen to my friends as they talk about it. And, um, and I'm, I'm just so proud of them because it's really hard to stand up and recognize when something needs to be very changed true. in your life. That's very hard. Um, and no matter what the situation, it is hard to recognize when you're in a bad place and you're like, it's on, it's up to me. I have yeah. to do something. And that's a terrifying proposition. So from that sense, I can understand kind of what it, what it was like um, for you and all of my friends that have been through it. But I, I think that's a really beautiful and healthy way of recognizing mm-hmm. what you went through and what you've been able to create for yourself it's really you know it's also kind of fun to have that blank canvas in front of you you know when you I don't know when we're all you know we get married and we have our kids and we have our jobs and you kind of feel like your your life is sort of planned out 
and then you know it can be scary but it can also be you know looking forward after you get through it all going oh my gosh I can I can move anywhere I want I can do anything I want I can paint my house pink if I want to because nobody's going to tell me I can't and it's it's just a very I don't know it's like a new selfish time in your life that you can um, just reinvent and be stronger doing it yeah, kind of like getting to redo your 20s, but with education, um, common sense, and a little yeah. bit more cash. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be interesting. I don't know if I want to. No, I would love to go redo my 20s. I had a great time in my 20s. <laughs> I do too. I do too. And all of my girlfriends that are like coming through the hard yep. part of it, and they're evolving into that, that sense of freedom yeah. that you just mentioned, like they are... I swear to God, they are so much fun. It's like hanging out with 21-year-olds all over again. Except we're all mature adults and, like, nobody's trying to, like, you know, go for the cheapest happy hour kind of thing anymore. I love it. It's, it's It really is. And the cocktail, cocktails are much so, better, too. <laughs> right? I know. It's, my husband jokes. He's like... He's like, so are, should I be concerned that you're like a member of the Divorced Wives Club? And I'm like, no, I'm an honorary member. <sighs> Just having some fun. <laughs> I'm hanging out with my girls, that's all. <laughs> oh my gosh. So anything that you, that, because like people have two positions on regrets in life. You either have them or you don't, right? So it's always a peculiar um uh, well, it's a point of interest to me to see what people's uh, position is on uh-huh. regrets in their lives. So would you say that you have any, anything that you would change? You know, or do differently? I, I, I was thinking about this a lot. And I think the only, the only regrets I have were two times I left one job to chase a better salary. And that was my main reason for mm. leaving two different companies. And it was a mistake both times. And it was, you know, I felt like at the time it was the right thing to do for my family and, you know, for the, everything I had financially. Um, But, but those are the only things. However, that being said, they also led me to amazing opportunities. So, you know, I feel like life is all about the journey and, you know, the destination. Do we ever really get there? I mean, it's, you know, I think that, (laughs) well, it's a yes. hole in the ground. So. It is. So we might as well enjoy the journey, right? But, you know, I think. Exactly. I that's don't know. You know, I think that, um, gosh, I mean, without the, you know, the downs, we wouldn't appreciate the ups, right? And, and you know, oh, I've lived in nine that. states and I've had a lot of different jobs. And I look at all of it as just these building blocks to, you know, who I am and where I am and what I am today and how I view life. And um, it's, so no, I don't, I don't have any major regrets at all because every single experience, good, bad, and indifferent has, has shaped me into where I am and, and given me an amazing journey. Yeah. Now I, I, I can appreciate every answer to that question because they're always mm-hmm. different. Um, and I go back and forth on how I would answer it if someone asked so, me yeah. all the time. <laughs> and? Because <laughs> it, it depends on my mood. That's true too, yeah. Um, 
has anyone pissed me off royally in the past week? I might have a different thing. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's it's really fascinating. But I agree, it's it's the the negative life experiences that teach mm-hmm. us the most. I mean, I have never really learned anything from succeeding no. in the first try. Oh gosh, no. What's <laughs> so, that like? Because <laughs> it, it yeah, just happened, no. right? Like you accidentally made the mm-hmm. right decision. You only learn from like your mistakes. And God knows I make oh, plenty God, of we those. All do. Yeah. 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 Right. And, but we have to make yeah. our own, you know, I, I, I believe in that. I, you know, I was definitely not a kid that listened to yeah. my parents and in, in that realm, I had to find out for myself. I was one of those too. And now that my kids are of that age where they're trying to, you know, develop their own mm-hmm. ideas. Um, I, I God, I wish I could just help you, but I know that I can't. I know you have to learn this mm-hmm. on your own. I'm like, oh God, this is life. This is like this is. Is parenting. You have to just like watch them just make an ass of yep. themselves so they can learn something. And I'm just like, man, I get it. I get what my parents like. They would watch me and they're like, why can't she just right, listen right. to us? It, it's just that's no, not how isn't. life works all about yeah <laughs> right it's it's like when someone puts a <laughs> when a server puts a plate down in front of you at a restaurant and says this plate is really hot what's the first thing you do touch the plate of course touch it. <laughs> i mean what's that all, all about right. i'm like i still do it i i i don't know i for me it's like oh yeah i've had my fingerprints burnt <laughs> off over my years in this business i can touch anything and i'm just like if there's a little bit of sizzle flash just <laughs> okay you're right okay yeah, you're right. I'm one of those. It's hot. <laughs> yeah you're right it's hot i still touched it though just had to make sure oh, god i know yeah yeah i know right yeah yeah, it's ex- a, excellent, <laughs> excellent analogy. So I'm wondering, like, so you're clearly you're very happy. You're you where you're all you want to be in your career, personal, everything. Um, if you had no restrictions on your time mm-hmm. or resources, what would oh you do gosh. for a living? What would you or with your life, maybe? You know, instead? I can. It's like when somebody asks me my favorite anything I can't just pick one thing so I I just I have a lot of I don't know I have a lot of things I would do I would you know I'd love to own a winery and run a beautiful inn somewhere in some amazing place I'd love to be do you remember Samantha Brown from the Travel Channel she had all these amazing um, vacations that she would go on to test out these five-star resorts and in exotic places I mean how great would that job be you know, they're just, I know, um, I, you know, I if I, job. if I had unlimited resources, I would love to do, have like a cooking school for foster kids, teach a skill, you know, teach a skill to foster kids again, back to the food yeah. thing. You know, I think that, um, Jose Andres and is one of my just idols and I, I volunteered a little bit with world central kitchen during COVID in DC and was just so amazed by that whole feeding people process. And it got me thinking about, you know, kids who don't have access to learning a skill or who aren't brought up in, you know, families where they're encouraged to go beyond and do more. And, and I just think that would be such an amazing thing to, you know, teach 
kids to cook who maybe wouldn't have that. And because that can just be a lifelong, not only a skill, but you know, also a a career. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there are just so many, so many things that I have an interest in, but they really, I guess they all do really revolve around (laughs) food, wine and travel for the most part. (laughs) Yeah. You're speaking my language. Oh my gosh. I yeah, love to eat I'm and drink my way through every all culture. of those things and throw a little bourbon in there and you know it's um along with the food and wine and travel and I'm a happy girl. Right. For sure. Oh my gosh. No, I agree completely, hundred percent. I, I can't know. wait for COVID to start uh, just kind of subsiding so that we can return to exploring oh the world. My gosh. You know, I know all of us are always posting yeah. about just how much we miss yeah. our crazy travel life. I mean, I, I do. I miss it. Yeah. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't see too many complaints yeah. coming from our crowd once we all get back up in the air like we're mm-hmm. <laughs> used to. I know. I've been traveling a little bit here and there. Um, and it's, it's fascinating to see yeah. how the restrictions are yeah. different in state by state. Just fascinating. I mean, I went to Boston to visit my sister a few weeks ago, wow. and the, the city was shut down. It was unrecognizable. It was like nothing I've ever experienced oh in Boston. Oh. And it was heartbreaking. I mean, the streets were empty. Like, oh the restaurants goodness. were on a three-hour wow. wait at 5 p.m. for a three-top. Mm-hmm because they weren't allowed to have mm-hmm. more than 25% occupancy in spite yeah. of social distancing. It's so heartbreaking. I mean, they were they're, just, they're, they're hurting. Well, the whole hospitality business is um, so near and dear to me. And it sounds like it is to you too. And it's just, I'm just heartbroken for, we just had a restaurant that was a family <laughs> restaurant owned by a family um, that just closed after 38 years across from us. It was our, our go-to pizza place and breakfast place and, and they had to close and it oh. just, you know, it makes me heart sick. Yeah. There's so many That's sad awful. stories. I know. I know. And it, it's just like, I feel like every single restaurant I went into in Boston, mm-hmm. when we got turned away because of occupancy yeah. restrictions, I was like, I'm really sorry for what you're going right. through. I wish that we could know. support yep. you. Like somehow, <laughs> like buy yeah. some stuff. But we're hungry and we're not going <laughs> to, we can't buy to go from every single place. We got to find a place to eat. Mm-hmm. But it was just heartbreaking. And because they, they didn't want to turn people yeah. away. Yeah. They, they're standing there in an Ugh. empty restaurant and they're not allowed to seat a table, mm-hmm. even though there's like maybe three tables in there. Like, ugh. yeah, I can't wait for us yeah. to be on the other side of this. I think our economy yeah. <laughs> needs it our our mental health needs Absolutely. it dining out is such a part of american culture anyway mm-hmm. and it's how we socialize it's how we interact yes. it's how we uh, you know it's how we nourish our minds too Very not true. just our fuel to run on the tank you know but so here's <laughs> i know I, I keep getting into this i feel <laughs> it's like all I'm good on a soapbox it's all good today <laughs> don't mean to um so this is my my favorite mm-hmm. question that I always ask people because it's the hardest one to answer because there's really no no way to answer it uh, correctly or incorrectly but what would you, you know want I, the listening I think it is a, that you? is a really hard question um but you know at the end of the day relationships are everything to me and you know the people that that I keep in touch with and that I call whether it's yeah. professionally or personally you know, family or friends or whatever mean a lot to me. 
And I think, I think it does take a village to survive this life and to get through, you know, what we have to get through and also to celebrate our successes and help prop us up when we need it. And, and I've really realized over COVID how much I need people, you know, I need to see people and hug people and um, be with people. And I just, I just have an amazing group of people in my life. And I'm so very grateful for everyone who's taught me something and who's helped me and my daughters and my family. I mean, I just am grateful, very, very grateful for my people. That's, that's a beautiful answer. <laughs> I love it. I got it right. Sure, you nailed it. I, Good I job. Sure you did an you know, Renee Brown. Um, and I, I read her Dare to Lead book and, you know, she has this page of, yes. of all these core values and you're supposed to pick one or two core values that really define you and that you use to guide you and authenticity and courage were mine and the authenticity part is so very important to me and in my relationships and in my work and you know in how I lead my life yeah no I that I that I can relate to that too because authenticity is huge for me mostly because I mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. when you're younger and people yeah. flake or disappoint you Mm-hmm. You just kind of move on. I wasn't one of those people. When somebody disappointed me or mm-hmm. flaked on me, I took it so deeply personal. I'm way too sensitive to this world sometimes. And that's interesting because now when I'm as a parent and as a business owner and as just as a colleague um, in our industry... Absolutely. I want people to know that if I say yeah. that I'm going to do something, it will happen unless like my head falls off. And <laughs> this is what I try to teach my kids. Like, mm-hmm. like wallers don't quit is a thing that we say in our house. Like just you do what you say you're going to do. The second people have reason to stop mm-hmm. believing that you are authentic and true, you, the loss of credibility is something you can't come back from. And I was always so personally hurt by the, when I was disappointed in the actions um, of mm-hmm. others that I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't be this kind of person for someone else. So as much as it sucks sometimes to like, right. yeah, I really wish I had. <laughs> no, that's very well said. Now I'm in it, but you know, it's, it's one of those things. Yeah. Yeah, because if you say you're going to do something, you can't really mm-hmm. back out. So I tell people, I'm like, hey, if my head falls off. Yeah, absolutely. That's why happen. I have to write everything down but now. Otherwise, we're going to figure out a way. <laughs> or else things just fall out of my brain. But yeah, I, I totally agree. Oh, God, you say yes. you're going to do something, you get it done. No, you absolutely. sure can't. Absolutely. Because you can't come back from losing your credibility. No. So I want you to tell everybody uh, how to reach you, your, your best message. Sure, yeah. Talk to you, learn my, about you. My email about address is jennifer um, at shareasplash.com. And that's the, best, that's the best way to reach me. Perfect. I'll make sure to put that in the bio. Um, and yeah, I'm just really, really grateful for you uh, coming on the show reaching out and uh, thank you it was fun it went by too fast I hope we can get together and have a glass of wine sometime it sounds great let me know when you come to h-town and I'll let you know when I come to va absolutely (laughs) hopefully we'll all be on the on an airplane somewhere soon 
Yeah, we do. <laughs> do right? We need a we need a conference. <laughs> so we should. I was just gonna say. Yeah, no we doubt. We should just make just our own. Be like no meet. industry conferences. <laughs> I know. Oh, I have my yeah. own conference. Uh-huh. I canceled it last year because of this. I was like, well, it's not responsible to do it. Oh, I'm sure you did. As much as it pains me. Yeah. I went through yeah. like weeks of mourning. Like, yeah. like I buried it for the year. There mm-hmm. were lots of tears. But it was the right thing to do. And often, you know, it goes back yeah, to the credibility absolutely. thing, right? I like, know. Yeah. I was, I think when you gotta do the right thing, canceled, even that was when it my, sucks. That was my tearful moment. <laughs> now I have nothing to look forward to. So, yeah, I've. I yeah. know. I know. Well, now Aspen is not until September. I know. And then, you know, we'll look back on all this and it'll be a blip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll look back and see how much we've learned For sure. and how much we've grown um, culturally too. I'm, I'm hoping that there's a lot more kindness that continues to come out of this rather than, yeah. um, you know, the fear and the loss and the hurt and the anger um, of what it caused all of us as a society and i'm quite sure there will be silver linings to all of these clouds <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, right. you know us pollyanna we just kind of yes we do yes and we just do spray our sunshine all, all over everything <laughs> well thanks again jennifer i'm so grateful for you and for your time and um thank you all for tuning in to another episode of thank Lawler you christine out loud mixing up the mainstream. 